1: crafty puff at the very very last second professional <laughs> 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 so as always hey, uh. a <laughs> <Hello. laughs> you just went oh. for the you just went for the big like reveal didn't you know come out the smoke and it's on this day I see <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, see that's funny that you went straight to Edge's entrance which is you know cool as fuck let's be honest in my head I was thinking stars in their eyes <laughs>
1: Tonight, <laughs> Mike, Matthew, I'm going to be
0: <laughs> choking on my name. <laughs> he was a funny bloke, wasn't
1: he? Who? Matthew Keller.
0: Yeah. He was like that, it wasn't really that funny. he was all right. No, I don't mean funny as in you know a comedian. I mean just a funny bloke. <laughs> just he? Looking. He was, it's funny yeah, looking. he was he was he was like he weren't just gangly, he was really tall as well. He was like sort of stretch armstrong, wasn't he? He did one of the best shows ever, though, in
1: You Bet. Oh, yeah, You Bet, bloody hell. How bloody good was that show? That was That that showed, before we even got Britain's Got Talent and Dancing Dogs, that showed the the weird talents that British people actually had. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's funny.
0: Speaking of 90s, stuff like that, do you see Challenge Annika's coming back?
1: Jesus, is she not like in a wheelchair? No, Probably no. About
0: about. a 70-year-old. See, now I've got bad images in my head now of a, of a mobility scooter, but the blue <laughs> and yellow <laughs> with a little flag on the back.
1: <laughs> Being dragged by a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, it's advertised. So I think it's on Channel 5. It's coming back.
1: Um, I mean, that'll lead really well into, into my hall of lame later on.
0: Is it Annika Rice? <laughs> it
1: is. <laughs> it's uh, the original challenge. Annika is going in the Hall <laughs> <playing. laughs>
0: of oh, Men. I used to like challenge Annika. I used to like the little buggy strode reindeer.
1: It was never a show for me. No. No. I mean, the people in the, in like the control room just piss arsing about saying Annika, go over there to the woods. There's something in there, bollocks. Yeah, it was
0: rubbish. The yeah. thing is, as well, you think now. Nah, with the advent of like you know uh, all the stuff we get on mobile phones now isn't that going to take away a big chunk of the work she's got to do
1: well i mean she's not going out playing pokemon go and she has to go and find <laughs> a,
0: a snorlax <laughs> challenge annika find this particular pokemon <laughs> you've got until the ad break <laughs> <laughs> no what i mean is she was always running all over the place picking stuff up and she just get it all off amazon like she?
1: <laughs> on her phone. The,
0: from, <laughs> challenge annika to
1: order on pram free delivery <laughs>
0: challenge amazon <laughs> uh, i did not think that the first few minutes of our wrestling show our wrestling podcast we are we are a wrestling podcast i did not double the, the double the amount of wrestling this week exactly a i did not think that we minutes. would begin we begin talking about annika royce in a mobility scooter
1: madness madness but there
0: we go mate. there we go <laughs> Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be watching or listening from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sci, an SJP World Media Production, episode 112. I am Psy, and with me as always is last week's poorly lad. To my feeling glad that he's better now. The sick note to my... I'll just get my coat, because these entrance jokes, don't, they don't get no better, do they? Let's be honest. They are, <laughs> I struggle some weeks, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I struggle. A podcaster that is always up for a four-way, whether it's fatal or otherwise, Lord
1: Mags. Are you feeling better, my friend? I mean, yeah, but those fatal four-ways that I'm involved in usually leads to a hefty prison sentence. (laughs) Is that so? (laughs) No, yeah. Even for me, the coughing last week was ridiculous. I mean, you know me, I would have happily just gone on with it, but... Yeah, I thought it was too much for the CWF to have to bear, so I ducked out. And poor Sar was instantly, shit, he's gone mental again. I wasn't. (laughs) I was just asking you, am I going to have? I'm (laughs) going to have to draft in six new guest uh, guest horse with with this, but no, I I wasn't mental. I was just had a cough.
0: right on time here five minutes after the show starts i've got a reminder from facebook to be ready because we have a live show soon so thank you for that facebook
1: um <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> what's happened in the past
0: yeah <laughs> brilliant stuff yeah ah there we go mate there we go i'm glad you're feeling better though i'm glad you're feeling thank
1: better. very much i appreciate that how nice we're being you know we must have missed each other no 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 okay fair
0: enough fair enough <laughs> <laughs> to the chat and see who has joined us and who maybe has missed us, Mags.
1: <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Connor um, jumped in very, very early, said, Hello, Mags. Good to see your faces again. An hour and 15 minutes before he gets to see our faces again, which is kind of weird. Mm. Is he looking through our windows? Hmm.
0: Partially my fault because yeah. when, yeah, well, in America, they've changed their times all over the place, aren't they? You know, ah, like, okay. you know, so when I put the standard tweet out, 9pm UK, I've got 4 So p.m.
1: poor Connor, you've had poor Connor <laughs> sat there waiting, It's like, this should have started Bano, he may have gone on to do other things Bano, so you might have lost mm-hmm. us uh, a viewer there, but anyway, Easy. welcome Connor if you're still here, pigs uh, <laughs> banner in the chat, hello sir, how are you, and here we go, Sharon, it's Monday night, you know what that means, Griffin number one uh, is in the chat, Cam, evening CWF. And more tonight, Magz. I'm going to be one of the guys from ZZ Top. <laughs> Ironically, they're not the one with the last name Beard. No, no, Dave Sharon, beard, is the drummer. Is that what he was called?
0: His name's and Dave he, Beard. Yeah, and he, with he was no beard.
1: Yeah, no. Nah. and the other guy weird, was called Dusty David. Hill.
0: <laughs> Dusty Hill, which is a great name, <laughs> but he's dead.
1: Sharon uh saying hello to the rest of the CWF. He's dead brilliant. Just I can't segue <laughs> out of that, so I might as well just move on. Should we start again? Should we just go and come back? No, let's come on, we'll plow through. We okay. will plow through. So, um, basically, we've got all of the CWF shouting at each other out, which we love to see. We love the fact that you are all a, a big gang and you, you pay no attention whatsoever to us. It's like going to a a mother's meeting and not listening to the people talking, you just chat amongst yourself, aren't you? Mm. Um,
0: most of the mothers <laughs> in that scenario would be going, Why are those two blokes
1: here? Uh, so yeah, it's just a lot of uh, the CWF. Oh, Dan Griffin, yeah, hello, sir, how are you? Can't beat a 50 50 chain wrestling? Well, you can by having a, a clear winner, uh, but yeah, we mm. did have to sit through. Two matches, and in fact, I sat through the majority of the TNA um, pay per view. Oh, was, did you really? Okay. I mean, it was okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I didn't watch a lot of TNA around, around them, so it was it was interesting. Uh, Sharon saying she can't tag on her iPad, uh, but hi to everyone. Um, and Connor is actually still in the chat. He went <laughs> off and cooked himself a nice salmon and rice, ready to sit back. Well, apologies, Connor, for SARS. Um, Idiot, I mean, I I feel like I'm apologizing for that on his on his on a daily basis, but yeah, I apologize okay. and hope you enjoy the show. And there's Scottish Dana, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Well, you yeah, know, and, and they're still touring. There's only three of them. A third of the band
0: is dead. He's just like that yeah, it's in the like, coffin. No, no, he's not touring. With a gift,
1: with a gift, oh sell a to the coffin.
0: <laughs> oh, this has not started well. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Oh, let's have a look at the t-shirt there, Magsy. What you got there? It's the Elite. The Golden ah. Elite. Oh, lovely
1: stuff. I've not seen that one before. I have, I have worn it before. Just because it? it's the camera angle. Yeah, uh,
0: I've, got a fa- I've got a rather lovely t-shirt that's bought for me. That This is fantastic for the podcast listeners, obviously. <laughs> it's the address, but I've got a rather lovely t-shirt there that is the legend that is Minoru Suzuki. But... I get annoyed because a lot of people think it's the emperor from Star Wars and it's not.
1: Oh, <laughs> 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 well, it could also be the emperor Ming from
0: Ming, Ming and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh Magsy, we have got a packed show, a huge show. We've got we a non wrestling topic, which always does well with the CWF. We always get loads of responses for that. So it kind of, I suppose looking at it from a time wise you know standpoint it feels a great deal of the show up and then we go and get a 50 50 poll so that feels quite a bit of the show up as well so it does it does it does so i think we should crack on (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think we should crack on and get through our stuff as quickly as we possibly can so we don't run out of time so i guess we should chuck some dog shit into the horror lane my friend let's do it the Maxi, what you got for us?
1: Okay, so this week I've been thinking about how unoriginal the world is in general. Um, okay. A lot of okay. things uh, are rinsed and recycled and repeated. And when you get to the world of entertainment, it seems that it it's worse. I mean, for every kind of uh, screen mover. There's a there's a scary river. Um For every uh, a change in attitude, there's a natural nat. Fuck you. You know, <laughs> you know things that just are a pale imitation of the original. That like carbon try to be carbon copies. And and just don't stand up to that test of time. Uh, and in in wrestling, it's it's even worse. I mean, we always talk about how wrestling is cyclical, and uh, that that things are repeated over and over. Storylines, gimmicks. Um, I mean, look at the the Rock and Roll Express ended mm-hmm. up being copied by the Rockers, and then ended up being copied by by the Young Bucks. You look at uh, the Ultimate Warrior. And renegade, you look at uh, licking Hogan's boots, and uh, you see how many times Ed Leslie's rehashed a gimmick to do that. <laughs> but usually, um, with a with a wrestler and a gimmick, um, the, the the consensus is that you take that person's personality, turn it up to eleven, and that makes the best gimmick. Now, uh, if people cast their minds back a couple of weeks we had um, a Hall of Lame entrant that was exactly that. It was the the personality of the said person turned up to 11 and it turned out that it was more of a knobhead than he was in in real life. And that was the narcissist Lex Luger. Now, when um, a gimmick flops as much as the narcissist Lex Luger flopped, you would think that can go in the box of gimmicks and we'll leave it there. Oh no 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 no. Not the WWF. They love to rehash shitty gimmicks to see if it'll work. Vince has clearly never heard of the, of, of the saying um where um if you do the same thing and expect different results that you are an idiot, cuz he does that on the on the regular. So in 2000 and Three, uh, a young up-and-comer wrestler by the name of Mark Jindrak. Uh, he made his way from WCW, uh, part of a, uh, a faction called the Natural Born Thrillers. Um, young, jacked. Uh, he looked every bit of a wrestler, but he was just a little bit, a little bit wooden when it comes to character work. Now, you people know about Margie Draft being the almost man in evolution. Uh, and then when he finally did kind of break into the WWF uh, main roster, he was uh, partnered up with uh, Garrison Cade for a little while. Uh, and then when that went under, he was repackaged as the reflection of perfection. Now, this <laughs> reflection of perfection character was essentially Lex Luger 2.0. He came out to the ring with um, one of those uh, three-way mirrors where he he would just stare at his own body, uh, do pretty much everything that Lex Luger did, apart from have a metal pole in his forearm. Um, He went on a a little bit of of a, a wind streak. Unfortunately, he was limited to velocity, uh, he wrestled on jacks, jacked a little bit, uh, but eventually he was actually given um, a manager in Teddy Long. Uh, he was part of Teddy's thugging and bugging stable. Ironically, as the only white member, the rest of them were were pretty much all African-American. Uh, but Teddy Long was not long for uh, management. He ended up being uh, called up to SmackDown for uh, to take over the general manager spot. And... That just meant the total end of Mark Jindrak and the reflection of perfection. So for three months in 2004, Mark Jindrak was Lex Luger 2.0. And if Lex Luger 1.0 went into the Hall of Lame, a crap copy has to follow. So this week's entry for me is Mark Jindrak, the reflection of perfection.
0: I think that is a great shout. I think that is a great shout. It's it's not a character I remember masses about. Well, new-
1: Velocity, you probably don't remember anything about. I don't
0: remember a lot of Velocity, know, <laughs> I mean, Scottish Danny is the guy to ask about Velocity, isn't he? Let's be honest. You know, he, he loves all those weekend shows. But yeah, not a, not a good look. Not a good look. Especially when you think that a rip-off of a gimmick that has already not worked. You know,
1: Scottish Danny is there. well up on his reflection of perfection knowledge. The theme song was a copy of Lexa Two, and uh, Dan Griffin saying um, that Velocity and Jacked—that is prime Scottish Danny territory. Oh, without a date, without a date. <laughs> uh
0: mine, my holiday entrant this week, I think, was on Jacked as well at one point. Uh, I'm going to check what I've got in front of me here just to make sure that is accurate, because I would hate to mislead people with information yes on jacked as well but that's something i've learned today because my you know looking into my entrance for the hall of Lame today i've actually learned more about them and i didn't realize that they wrestled in the places they had i've been going down a little bit of a tna anyway i suppose i'll be a tna run at the moment um it's, it's a great deal of it on youtube whole pay-per-views and so mm-hmm. on and you know you can subscribe to this youtube premium nonsense and get it for nothing for 30 days so you don't get the adverts so i i've got you know I'll gonna...
1: just download adblock suite and get the adverts blocked and it costs you nothing
0: yeah that sounds exactly like something i'd be capable of doing on my own um <laughs> <laughs> it takes so, two seconds so looking at you no know, just sticking random tna events on and so on i've also been listening to jeff jarrett's podcast quite a bit at work as well which is you know absolutely fascinating
1: My world,
0: yes and it's absolutely fascinating with the formation of tna and what went on with building that company and all the stuff you know the behind the scenes and all that i watched the first tna episode this week and it was the weekly pay-per-view format mm-hmm. they did yeah,
1: with they ad Wednesdays, I think. That's right, yes. Yes, so, yeah. it was
0: a weekly pay-per-view format and so on. And there was, I mean, don't get wrong, there is a lot on this show that could go into the Hall of lame. But there was two tag teams that really stood out to me. And it was a, it, literally the toss of a coin to which one I went for. But there was something that tipped me over the edge to decide to head this way. Have you ever heard of the Dups?
1: The Dups, like
0: d-u-double-p-s the dups
1: i don't believe that i have
0: okay now this surprised me because i'm putting them in for what i saw on this episode of tna but they've been around other companies as well um i'll read literally straight off the internet in front of me here the dups were a professional wrestling tag team in the seven independents and ecw during the late 90s they composed of four wrestlers and a valet and each one their names would play on different phrases. So one would be called Bo. So his name would be bowed up. Uh, Is that a phrase? I don't know. Jack for jacked up. Um, And Stan was another one. Of course, stand up and so on. They uh, wrestled for the ECW tag team championships. It says here at one point left ECW because they headed to the WWF and they had a long period working on their developmental, uh you know developmental systems and so on um and even wrestled on wwf jacked it says here but before they got released in 2001 i did i was unaware of any of that no idea at all what i saw was what they did after they headed into tna and (laughs) one of them went on to be trevor murdoch so we're familiar with this guy is a much thinner trevor murdoch
1: former NWA World heavyweight champion, Trevor Murdoch. Yeah.
0: Let's not talk about that. Um, (laughs) That belt was Harley race. Dory function. I don't need to go down like that. (laughs) But this was a much thinner Trevor Murdoch and playing the same sort of gimmick, the same sort of, I suppose, redneck Southern, not overly bright kind of gimmick with the denim, the, the the plotted, you know, the, the, the sort of, you know, uh, the check shirts and all that sort of stuff. But one thing that really got me was yeah, the Ducks were doing an interview backstage, and there's stand up and his brother, well, sorry, his cousin apologies. And they're talking with the interviewer about taking her to meet their girlfriend and their cousins. They're there to watch the. Sh- there to watch the their debut on TNA. Their girlfriends and their cousins. They take them into this room, and there's one person stood there, Max.
1: And what? I bet he was standard stood up.
0: No, no, no. This was this was um uh, a lady called Fluff Up. That's her name? <laughs> oh yes, that was her name, Fluffed Up, and apparently the, the description of my cousin's here. Oh, my cousin's here. And then my girlfriend's here and my girlfriend's here. And they go in this room and all of those people are one person. <laughs> so they're both in a relationship with their cousin. And, and uh, it, yeah, it was not a good look at all. I mean, they, 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 they That sounds it, it was shit.
1: Fucked up.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was terrible. I mean, even the gear they were wearing, was awful. They, they you, know, like, you know, the cut off denim shorts that some people wrestle in, especially when they're playing that sort of stereotypical Southern gimmick and the, yeah. the shorts look a bit tatty, a bit frayed and so on. It's like, they literally just got a pair of jeans, cut the bottom half of the jeans off and thought they don't look tatty enough. So then cut inch long strips out. <laughs> they just look like shit. And then you get the whole, this is my girlfriend and my cousin. <laughs> and it's also my girlfriend and my cousin. I mean, this is pro wrestling. I, would anyone have paid to see this? <laughs> <laughs> in,
1: inbred up. <laughs> inbred.
0: <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, so that is my uh, entrance into this week's Hall of lame, The Dups, And they apparently, yes, uh, th- th- they hail from uh, Lizard Lick in North Carolina, which I thought, that's bollocks. But I looked that, it up. That's a, a towing company.
1: Place. Yeah, that's a towing company.
0: Is it really? It's a real place. It's genuinely
1: a reality show called Lizard Lick Towing. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. What and they're, they're, they're hillbillies as well. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't laughs> wonder if they were called the dups. <laughs> it was not a good look, mate. It was not this, a good look. Uh, This Go. has led for Comedy Gold in the chat because there was a sexually frustrated member called Bricked Up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, was, there was one who took a lot of drugs. He was called Corked Up. <laughs>
0: honestly go and you can find like so much tna on youtube now and if you go and check out that first episode of um first of all it ends with a war rumble madly enough i think it's like a 15 or 14 man war rumble but they call it um a gold rush gauntlet or gold gauntlet or something like that and it's to crown their first world champion and that's for the main event of the show but then you also have all these other characters being introduced and i mean there is some weird some shit but there's some good as well it's it's worth checking out for how you know brilliant tna and eventually impact wrestling became that first pay-per-view is definitely worth seeing but just not for the it sounds (laughs) (laughs) so those are your entrance into this week's hall of lame we have Mark Jindrak as the narcissist 2.0. Was it reflection of perfection,
1: Magzi? Reflection of perfection, correct.
0: And the cousin shagging southern redneck family, the (sighs) Dups. Not good look, mate. Not a good look. Do we have anything else in the chat before we get to even more from the CWF? From our non messing topic,
1: <laughs> there was a chicken obsessed, clumsy French one called Cocked Dump. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Uncle Fucked Dump. These <laughs> brilliant, the dupes, Jesus Christ. Um, Cam uh, is asking uh, Scottish Danny if he could do a heat look back podcast, uh, and Danny says, Yes, he can because he's got years and years already downloaded. <laughs> Not like he's breaking any laws there. Uh, that WWE will never put on the network due to licensing issues. So that's that expect that up coming up on the on the SJP world media. Um well, I don't understand.
0: I don't know if you know uh, yourself, magazine the details on that or if um Danny can let us know himself in the chat if you don't mind, Danny. Uh WWE surely would own all the stuff for Sunday night heat. Why would there be licensing issues? Music? Maybe. I don't know.
1: Maybe it was the deal with the channel that Heat was on. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, let's see what else there is. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, Dan Griffey says velocity and Jack That is pram Scottish Dan territory. Uh, and then, uh, Scottish Dan says truth. Um, that margin rat was a king on Saturday nights and then, a bit of uh, a bit of jealousy rivalry the uh, king's pig's butter says he's a king every single day which is absolutely true um and yes yeah, Scot- uh scott says it was because a lot of it was on M T V A and i knew it was on a okay. it was on the regular like, kind of usa tnn uh up ups or whatever UPN, oh. networks it was on tour,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have just seen Dan Griffin's comment there. <laughs> uh,
1: there was one fell <laughs> just he was called sap Powell. Oh, oh, tripped up,
0: tripped up. Fuck yeah, the Dutch fan. It's it's not a good look whatsoever.
1: It's, it sounds, it sounds like typical Hawker, backyard yeah. Southern wrestling
0: yeah and that's exactly what it is but in like 2002 or whatever it was yeah it just doesn't it doesn't work at all it doesn't work at all and the fact that they were in the wwe doing something very similar it's not a good look
1: no definitely definitely not no
0: Magzi. i suppose then we better get on with uh more from the cwf with our non-wrestling topic my friend let's let's go for it nwt time oh No wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic.
1: Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Ooh, lovely.
0: Lovely. So then, so then, we basically ran an old favourite, Ask Us Anything. And we've got all sorts coming into us, Mags. Some serious, some not so much. Uh, Some wrestling-based, even though it's a non-wrestling topic, but we'll allow it couple of food based ones as well, I suppose. But yeah. Uh I'll just, I suppose, go through them on Twitter in the order they arrived into us, my friend.
1: Great fun, and I'll try and keep up as well as thinking of ridiculous answers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First of all, we have King Pigs Bladders at Pigs Bladders on Twitter. And he asks, what was the last thing you purchased that you put some serious thought into, but afterwards realized it was shit?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I have got a reputation in my house of buying things that, that don't live up to the heart. Okay, so this isn't <laughs> really answering the question, but um, it took me a long time to get out of this uh, this reputation I've got. So, uh, a long, long time ago, I bought a letter holder, so it was um where you put your mail um, when it comes you like um it, basically you you put this this uh, kind of like holder on the wall near your near your um your letterbox to put all your mail in so it's not sat on the floor so, it, when so it, it
0: holds your letters yeah
1: yeah but yeah, when it okay. came you couldn't fit a normal sized envelope in it it was that small oh it was like a letter <laughs> for a doll's house uh and then about Two weeks later, um, I thought I'd do a a nice thing and and secretly order some new uh, towels for the bathroom. And they came, and they were about the size of tea towels. Fantastic. Again, like the size of a doll's house uh town so yeah for ages i had that reputation that if i buy something it's going to be ridiculously small or just not fit for purpose but since then i have i have i think i've met up for that because i bought one of those veg chopper things where you put your your pieces of veg on it chops it into like little cubes or into sticks okay and it's amazing it's the best thing ever um I'm, I chop veg that I don't have any intention of eating, just for the sake of chopping it. So,
0: um, just finely sliced carrots
1: everywhere. Yeah, just, just <laughs> we're going through. It's costing me a fortune in in potatoes. You dumb motherfucker! Because we're just going <laughs> through them. Uh, but I think the last thing that I really put a lot of effort in 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 buying and researching, then I don't. I wouldn't say it's shit, but I haven't used it. I bought. PlayStation VR and I put pl- okay. I used it for about 3 games and now it's just gathering dust on a shelf yeah Fantastic. so maybe that yeah, okay
0: uh I I really I'm stumped on this because I don't buy a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> I think Sharon might be a, a good one in the chats to shite out things that I've bought that have been shit in the past because I imagine she'll be able to remember a lot more than I uh so I put a lot of thought into Poor. Whenever the vape (laughs) nothing. Nothing. Oh, yeah, (laughs) totally. So whenever whenever the vape shop runs out of the one particular vape I like, I put loads of thought into what I'm gonna get. And it always ends up being shit. Always we might (laughs) fail. I hate this. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Sharon's just said the fish jacket. And also your shit. My trainers aren't shit. My trainers are
1: so I mean you can't just leave the fish jacket at that. You need to explain. Okay. That
0: okay, needs context. So I ordered a pretty cool looking jacket. It's sort of like a, a, a black or almost like not leathery, but you know, it, it's it's a cool looking jacket anyway. um Online, oh dear, 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 and it's cool looking, old lad. Just, just. Yeah, no, no, and it, it looks it looks cool in, in person as well. Really smart. um But when it arrived, it was all you know like vacuum packed and like you know shrunk down <laughs> <so it> travels. <laughs> Yeah, so we can travel smaller, I guess. Yeah. So you had to undo it, hang it up for bloody ages and all that. Um, and I kept thinking, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is that? That, that? that whiffs, what is that? And it turns out it was my jacket and it smelled of fish. Now it Very had come nice. from, I think, China. So it might have come over on a boat load of fish or something. <laughs> like, do, do we get fish from China? I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fish, right? so i you know I, you know I, I had a gig to go to that weekend i wanted to wear this jacket so i did the whole hanging it outside for days on end covering it in febreze and it seemed to absolutely sort it out wrong 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 wrong, wrong. you're wrong you're wrong it was like it, it did you attempt washing <laughs> it I didn't, have, I didn't know if I'd wash it, if it would fuck it up, because it was just like, you,
1: know, <laughs> it. you ended up with a, a, a tanner yeah. fishy jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: uh, but it seemed to sort it out, and I thought, okay, that's the business. That's sort sorted. that is brilliant. That's so I, I went to go see an Oasis tribute act at the Guildhall in Gloucester, and me and my sister go pretty much every year when they come through. They are absolutely fantastic. It's good night out. Uh, but it get quite warm in Gloucester Guildhall. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're, as they're sort of about half hour into their set, I'm, I'm thinking, mm, it's, it's returned. It's a bit whiffy again, isn't it? What is, <laughs> what is that? Is that, mi-? but then of course the paranoia sets in and I spend my whole evening sniffing my jacket to see if it really does, And I'm going up to my sister going, do I smell? Can you smell my jacket for me? Uh, eventually she was like, look, yeah, y- you stink. of salmon (laughs) (laughs) oh yes it was not uh so uh, i I, again i put a lot of thought into this i wanted a new jacket and i don't buy much as i said yeah and it ends up just being whiffy like cod mate have you still got this jacket yeah it's hung up in the wardrobe and does it still stink of fish no sharon washed it and did it ruin it no, I mean she's got a comment in the chat there actually saying it's a suede-like material that didn't recommend washing, so that's why you know we didn't want to want to wash what, it. place. Like ever,
1: break. I mean, oh yeah, suppose you could dry clean it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, <laughs> I it, can it got just imagine that... you having to go out in your jacket with a can of air freshener everywhere <laughs> you go.
0: <laughs> but it was that it was that thing of okay, well it, it stinks i'm not gonna wear it if it stinks if we wash it and it's wrecked i ain't lost nothing at this point now so the house full
1: of cats makes so much more sense
0: yeah none of them live here they just follow me home when
1: i'm wearing that jacket (laughs) 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 it's the trail of meow meow yeah
0: that's it mate that's it so there we go i suppose that jacket uh pig spatters continues which one moment in wrestling history did the most damage to the industry and should have all trace of it removed?
1: Oof. It's got to, for me, it's got to be anything Hogan related because he's a bit of a cunt. Oh, no, in fact, no, no. I think it's got to be Benoit. Okay. Because... So much so much uh kind of like peaks behind the curtains. Um and not just the storylines going around them, but the way WWE are now have been affected because of how um the situation with, with been while uh, went down. They um they seem to want to placate sponsors and advertisers and licenses more than fans because of the, the kind of bad blood they that they had with uh the backlash from Benoit. So I think yeah, that that for me was horrific. Mm. And and then we'd still have Chris Benoit, the amazing wrestler, and not have to kind of like um separate his wrestling work from the, the abhorrent um abhorrent incident that that took yeah. place. So yeah, I think for me it's the Benoit stuff.
0: Yeah we're seeing a lot of Benoit being amazing on Nitro Nights, Scottish Danny and I, and it is really difficult. It seems like mm-hmm. every, even though it's, even though Nitro Nights is a weekly show, it does seem like every episode we're having to sort of prefix talking about how good Benoit's match was. with saying we don't condone what happened in his life uh, mm-hmm. at the end of his life. And it's, it's, make, it's, it's incredibly difficult, incredibly tricky. Um, I agree with you on that viewpoint. I do think some good in the long run, came out of that if you're grasping at straws if you're looking at you know real desperately trying to find some silver lining in some way in that the concussion issues are now Mm -hmm. yeah looked after better i think Um, and the
1: more awareness of what um what head injuries and and chair shots did to humans so yeah
0: yeah Uh benoit stuff aside then i i think wcw the decline of WCW and and that going out of business in the end is just a you know just it's a catastrophe for the wrestling business. Going back to you know even before WCW was WCW with Jim Crockett and all that sort of stuff. So many great shows, great memories, great matches through so many different eras. It's just a real shame. And yes, we've got impact that came from the sort of ashes in a way of that, and then we've got AEW now. But it's not the same, is it? No, it's not. Um, Sean's injury as well. Sean's injury in in ninety eight. No, we will have no, no Sean Michaels slander here. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I've lost my smile. I can't wrestle anymore. Why? Well, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: that, that, That's fair enough. That was a dickhead move, Sean. <laughs> um, Pig's butt also says: Should sausages be compulsory?
1: Yes. I mean, yeah. There's no other answer. Um, yeah. I had a um, maybe a not a mis- dessert. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is this actually that actually leads on to an argument that uh, me and the missus has. Um, now, I have had a a lark recently to vegan sausages. Now, my missus says they cannot, they should not be allowed to be called sausages. Do you do you agree with that? Would you say vegan sausages should not be allowed to be called sausages?
0: Well, I, I suppose description-wise, they are sausages made for vegans. So I suppose the Correct.
1: Eggs, and that was my argument. Okay. it's Sausages aren't called sausages because of the meat. They're called sausages because of the shape, the shape of a sausage. But yeah. Anyway, to answer the question, it should be compulsory. <laughs> but, but Mrs. Maggs hates anything remotely vegan. Right. Anything if it says vegan on the packet, she she detests it. Um. So yeah, she. We had an argument about what constitutes a sausage, and she thinks it has to involve meat.
0: I, I picked up a vegan wrap. You know, like your Tesco's meal deal sort of efforts. You know. I grabbed the wrong one in the fridge. <laughs> I bet break. you were fuming. I got, I got back to work and I was like, what is this? And even the bread was a weird color, man. It was like, I don't know, orange or some shit. And I was like, what is this? And I ate it and it was fantastic. So the next day I went back and got another one and I must've just been crazy hungry on that first day. Cause it was, it was absolute shite the next time.
1: So we got, we recently got, um, um, there's an app called too good to go where a lot of like big companies, we'll kind of like bag up stuff at the end of the end of a uh, play and you get to buy a, a basically a mystery bag for a, a, a few quid so we bought a starbucks one and in this starbucks uh mystery bag there was a a vegan wrap um spinach and falafel okay and being the only one who would attempt anything vegan in this house i had a go and it was fucking grim it yeah. was grim. It was like eating soil. I powered through half of it. The second half, it was, yeah, that was a no from me. Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. Vegetarians, vegans, each to their own, you know. I, I just love a bacon sandwich too much, man.
1: <laughs> uh, you fake bacon. Yeah, I
0: just don't even go down that road. It's <laughs> I take as much offense to fake bacon as I do you slandering Shawn Michaels on this show. At Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, our good friend Danny, he says, "It's Monday night, eleven twenty-five PM. You've just wrapped up another awesome episode of Chain Wrestling. Oh, thank you, Danny!" <laughs> and <That's> suddenly,
1: crazy.
0: <laughs> and suddenly, I might just stop there. Actually, we don't need to read yeah. anymore. It, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Next, we have now. Um, <laughs> uh, suddenly, you're both teleported to Liverpool in the year fifteen oh eight. You have to explain to people there. What exactly pro wrestling is in fifteen seconds or less, or face death. How would you explain?
1: Oh my I god, don't, I don't need the fifteen seconds. It's people play fighting in their underpants. Fair enough. That's what it is. It's yeah, essentially scripted play for entertainment. Well, sometimes it depends on wrestling. (laughs) Sometimes it's not that entertaining, but yeah. Mm. Why Liverpool, Danny? And why 1508? That's fucking incredibly specific. What happened in 1508? Did something big happen in 1508?
0: In Liverpool. In Liverpool. Hmm. I imagine something got stolen. (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) moving on uh, MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter he says OK Chain Wrestling Podcast The Chain by Fleetwood Mac is the best sporting music of all time discuss
1: I have not heard it. So, yeah, you are. Or I don't know it. It's the um, Formula One music. All oh, right, okay.
0: Doom. Doom. That is, he's right Doom.
1: then. That is, that is great music.
0: But that's Unless, like the second half of the song.
1: So the first half is wank then. No, the first half's good as well. Okay. It's a good song. I mean That or maybe the Ski Sunday music. Whoa, how did you like I can't remember it now.
0: You I'm certainly not. It. I'm <laughs> certainly not singing it. Uh was that? da da That one? No. Okay. I've
1: not heard that. I'm don't I, I I'm thinking of something else. I right? think. Match of the Day theme? No. The the the, the best part of music of all time is Ness and Doma, isn't it? From oh, Italian Yeah, for, yeah, that's
0: that is good. That yeah. is good. I, I have got a soft spot for the Match of the Day theme because it's Match of the Day starting. You know. Yeah,
1: speaking of Match of the Day, wasn't that fun oh. this week?
0: Jesus oh, Christ. Oh. Uh,
1: what was it Off oh, for, like, 20 minutes?
0: 20 minutes. <laughs> no commentary. Nothing. It was shite, man.
1: I was um, fully expecting Jermaine Genus to be like, I'm finally in charge. This is my <laughs> show now.
0: I respect... In that scenario, though, Jermaine Genus probably wouldn't even notice there's something wrong. If just sat in the studio going, where's Gurry? You know
1: <laughs> Will somebody turn the lights on?
0: <laughs> I like the uh, theme tune to the cricket as well. Even though I don't like cricket. That's a good one.
1: I mean, that's scandalous.
0: Wow, I, I like the 100. We've covered this before. But I like uh, I like the cricket music. That was good. But I think match of the day for me. But the chain is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, the BBC music for the snooker
1: as well. Yeah, I know that one. Bam, 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 bam. That's it. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, My... that's so he's wrong. So i we basically saying that uh, Graham is absolutely wrong in his assumption that that's the best sporting team ever. There we go glad we've an even better that. one. Is the song from Big Break that's probably the best one?
0: So yeah, game, so there we go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, if I keep singing, I haven't got to edit any music in for the podcast, it <laughs> takes me loads of time. <laughs> uh, AB, absolute diamond of a person, leader of the Optimist Club at official AB underscore POS on Twitter. They say so, like. I'm not the only one that thinks evil client Oscar is somehow now even hotter, right?
1: Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me.
0: I'll agree with that. Evil Oscar's smoking.
1: Yeah. I mean, any Oscar is smoking, but yeah, the evil one is brilliant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, At Jimmy Evans, at Jimmy Evans for real on Twitter. Big supporter of Nitro Knights chain wrestling magazine. Tweets us virtually daily, mate, tagging us in different hashtags and so That's on. That's
1: awesome. That's absolutely awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Uh, Jimmy asks, best female video game character, Chun-Li, all day long.
1: Yeah, Chun-Li's a good one. Uh, Bayonetta. She's pretty Apparently badass. Yeah, you want because it's not from like the 1970s. Um, so Bayonetta's on the Nintendo uh, Wii and Switch I think but basically she's uh she's an ass-kicking um witch but she wears glasses and she just looks like um a, a foxy school teacher who would absolutely rip your head off
0: is she a fox
1: no she's a, she's a witch she's a, a human okay. a, a human witch okay if we had the conversation about squirrel girl yet <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fine. I was yeah. made into a, a squirrel. Oh, of course. I yeah, for that. I remember. Yeah. My memory is shocking, isn't it? That is terrible. Is. I is. remember that. It's the edge.
0: Mate, honestly, it came to Saturday night, and I went, "Shit, I haven't put the poll out this week." But of course, it was done like a week before. yeah really. <laughs> Uh, Lara Croft, I suppose, needs a shape. I mean, I never played those games, but they did really well, I didn't they?
1: There's a Lara Croft question.
0: Or there I is. saw a Lara
1: Croft question, so I'm sure there we'll is. get to that.
0: Uh Dan Griffin <clears throat> at Dan Griffin21 on Twitter. He asks who should end Roman's reign as WWE undisputed universal champion, assuming he wins at WrestleMania.
1: Okay, so uh, mm. for uh, for an episode of Badlands, I actually booked this out um like a, as a fantasy book. But the long and short of it was that um it ended up being the rock coming back and, okay. and and claiming the head of the table. So yeah that's that's who in in a perfect world would 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 win it for me. But it, it's going to be Carter. It. It's I mean it's got to be Cody now surely.
0: You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I I kind of the idea of them having the logo up of Roman Reigns, 1000 days as champion does make me wonder, is he going to beat Cody? That's that's just a little nagging thought in my head. I mean, um, that may be something of nothing, but
1: yeah, I I, I get that. But I think uh, Roman Reigns is well-deserved of a break. He's putting some uh, career defending um, um, acting and, and uh, character work, um, and I think the story of Cody coming back after being not good enough for the main uh, for the mm-hmm. uh, main event, going away, rebuilding himself as not only as a wrestler but as a as as a man, um, forming a, a, his own wrestling company, not winning that world title, but then making his way back to wwe winning the big one which is something that his dad was never able to do um in the wwf and obviously he was a, a world champion elsewhere but in the wwf i think that story of him finally uh stepping from his dad's shadow um yeah i think that that to me is a is a great story so mm. i think cody has to win
0: yeah okay I I, I I agree winning the rumble as well and you know yeah i think so i think so <laughs> uh if it's not cody at mania and you want to you know feel good comeback story beating all the odds looking at what they've been through in recent years uh i'll throw barry windham's name in the hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that- <laughs>
1: The stalker is the your sp- oh. Can you imagine new <laughs> undisputed Roman- universal champion. If you imagine Roman Reigns. It's just, just cast- fucking Barry to- Wyndham with a mustache.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Roman Reigns chatting to poor Heyman on an episode of Smackdown. In the background, you just got Barry Wyndham with his face painted, lurking behind his soft <laughs> drinks machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Peeping through a bush like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan also asks... Is it worse to piss yourself in public or shit yourself in private?
1: Anything public. So it's mm. definitely worse to piss yourself in public.
0: Yeah. Shit yourself in private. has got to be better, ain't not it? Yeah. Because when you say private, I'm assuming you mean in your house, you can just go <laughs> take a shower, not private as in, you know, you're in a room on your own in somebody else's house. Cause that's just, <laughs> you know I mean, <laughs>
1: That'd be oh yeah. I mean, if it's in your own house, I would happily—not happily—I happily? prefer to shit myself than if i piss myself out out in in the middle of town. If it's in happily my own was house, the wrong word.
0: If it's in my own house, I would happily shit myself. <laughs> because i've got my little utility belt here and we have some baby wipes and some token powder i'm good to go captain <laughs> crappy keggers here
1: <laughs> that's why you always wear brown pants because instead of washing them they can go straight in the bin
0: there we are mate there we are <laughs> <laughs> i suppose if you're not washing them it doesn't matter what color they are you can just check well, the yeah. up <laughs> like <nut> brown. exactly <laughs> oh dear me Michael Rag at Raggy89 on Twitter. A few here, lads, he says. Does Rick Allen, the drummer from Def Leppard, swim in circles?
1: (laughs) That's that's mean. (laughs) Naughty, naughty. That is mean. But I I think he swims like depths rather than (laughs) lengths.
0: I've seen Def Leppard a few times and I've walked away every time. And I don't know if it's... Because he's only got one arm now, so some of the more up-tempo songs aren't quite as up tempo as they once were. I don't know, but
1: you you know the rest of that band when they're doing the set list, they're putting on the the drum solo heavy songs on purpose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> drum solo. That'll take him twice as long now. We can go to the bar. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, we're not nice people. Um what does Marcellus Wallace look like?
1: So you probably don't get this, do you? That's Pulp Fiction. It is Pulp Fiction. It and is. You, you don't see him in it. But I, saw, I, ca- I can't tell you what he looks like, but I know what he doesn't look like. He doesn't look like a bitch. I thought Marcellus Wallace was
0: the guy who gets basically bent over by... The- yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so is. you do see him, do not
0: you?
1: Yeah, I suppose. So he looks like that. Looks like a guy being bent over.
0: Does not look like a bitch. Well, maybe in that scene. Anyway, yeah, a little. Uh, (laughs) Ah, here is the Lara Croft question. Does Lara Croft look better with round boobies or triangular and pointy ones? I'd have to go with round, mags if I was choosing a computer-generated shape of
1: a (laughs) boob. Yeah. Now I think the older uh, Lara Croft. Look better than the newer versions. So I'm so going go
0: with... older as in age, or older as in
1: older as in like when the not like a granny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lara
1: <laughs> Croft, <laughs> how sick do you think I am? No, I mean the older games.
0: The only adventure she that... goes on now is when she explores the back of the cupboard trying to find those biscuits when you go and visit that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the older games. uh are... right the Laracoff looks better than the newer one. So I'm going to go with triangle pointy boobs. Interesting.
0: It's funny that that would be the thing that we disagree on the most, but there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says here, just thought of this one. What exactly was the thing meatloaf was referring to when he proclaimed, I would do, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that.
1: He wouldn't shit himself in public.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But anything else? Fair game.
1: Yeah. He's not into scat. He doesn't like scat. Scat. Connor knows. And I don't mean. I don't mean like. Scat man, John. Yeah. (laughs)
0: at connor knows footy on twitter bringing a new show covering the mls each week to the sjp world media network very soon potentially first episode like this week
1: awesome
0: yeah <clears throat> looking forward to that i used to watch a bit of the, the mls when it was on like channel four channel five late at night you know and you only had like four four or five channels at home and that you know chuck it off when you get in from the pub watch a bit of that you know
1: i just got to chuck this one in. I'm going to perform. Two mags, one cup. Five nerds never, ever change. Brilliant. (laughs) Uh, I I would, Dan Griffin, I would do anything for love, but I won't do sketch. (laughs) Uh,
0: Connor asks, by the way, you have become a manager of a football club. What club would you manage? Who would be your first big signing? What formation would you play? What English league would you play in, from the Premier League to National League? Where do you think you would finish? That's a that's a big old scope of questions there, Maxie.
1: It is all very football based as well. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, okay, I'm assuming you'd go for for Burnley.
1: No, no. Uh, whenever I. Um get the, the latest iteration of football manager i i always tend to start with oxford united why is that i don't know um me and my uh one of my friends deck uh once did a oxford united uh kind of like two-man running it's just the, the team that stuck with us so every every time again okay. come out we just end up being oxford united so i'll be them um Our first big signing uh, was always someone like Kamar Roof um, because Oxford unfortunately don't have a lot of money. Um, So we'd end up getting someone like that. Um, We play um, 4 3 3 usually with like like um, a target man and then two people playing off him. and we'd start in the very lowest leagues. I think Oxford are actually in a league one now, but usually they were in like league two. And see how far we'd go. Uh, usually we'd end up getting sacked um, when we got to the Premier League because right. the clubs expect you to, to win everything because we get that like back-to-back-to-back promotions mm-hmm. and then we'd get sacked there. But yeah, we, we usually did all right until we got to the Premier League.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Conor has actually stipulated football manager game. I think he's talking real life.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's what I would do then. I know he wasn't saying okay. in the game. I'm saying I would be Oxford United. Jesus okay. wept. All right. Bloody hell. <laughs>
0: um, I, I mean, if you can pick any club to manage. Oxford United, yeah. Oxford, there you go. Oxford United, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'd do that to you then. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'd, I'd normally pick Manchester United as that's my team. Um, Did they do well recently? But, hey, all right, mate. Not bad at all. You know, for every goal Liverpool scored that game, we're a point ahead of them. Thank you very much. And um, <laughs> <laughs> who would be your first big signing? Well, if money's no object, you just going just get the best. I suppose Mbappe would be quite handy, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it won't do too bad. And that'd be all right. I need another midfield player because we're going to notice that like, Casemiro is going to be missing for the next four freaking games. You know, we're back to McTominay again. Jesus. Um, formation. I like a back four. Got to play a hole the midfield player. One up top, two wide. Go from there, isn't it? You know, Where we, What depends on the players you've got, I suppose. Where would you so, finish? Top, like of course. A I'm fucking like a Christmas tree? Yeah, kind,
1: kind of of Go way. with Christmas tree formation?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So I hope that answered it in a roundabout way,
1: Connor. I guess yeah, so, so I took the the unrealistic way, and I, I went I went realistic. I there wouldn't finish very well and end up being nah. sacked.
0: <laughs> but then you get a big payout, mate. Just make sure you sign a long contract. Exactly. Exactly. Uh Stevo at Total Stevo on Twitter.
1: Everybody
0: is steve he says this will be podcast themed podcasts you listen to regularly outside the cwf magazine do you don't listen to that
1: many anymore do you i listen to zero now do you yeah? okay yeah uh but before that i listened to hundreds hundreds mm. um all the, the Visionaries Global Media stuff, the stuff from Chairshot, uh, Unbooking the Territory. Um, yeah, I was a, a podcast fiend at times five speed, uh, which nobody's been able to replicate yet, apart from maybe Graham. Um, but yeah, I listened to a lot. Um, outside of, uh, if we're going outside of wrestling, I enjoyed um, a podcast called The Parapod, uh, which is... Um, a couple of comedians um called uh ian baldworth and i can't remember for the laugh of the other guy's name but he was a guy from leeds and basically it was um they would talk about supernatural stuff and, and one of the 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 hosts didn't believe in it and he'd always have a rational explanation and the other host absolutely believed everything supernatural hands down, no evidence required. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a really good podcast, uh, The Parapod. I recommend that.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I listen to pretty much everything that's on this network, you know, because I, first of all, it's brilliant. And secondly, I kind of feel like I have to listen back just in case, you know, someone says something they shouldn't. <laughs> Dan Griffin, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> uh, UTT, obviously, Bang Bang, obviously, Total Stevo stuff as well. Um, I like the show that Chris Bellis does with Scottish Danny. That's <laughs> great. Um, I gave, uh, look at the adjective podcast. I listen, I try, I see a lot of it depends on time because I can listen when I'm at work. I can listen when I'm on the bus, uh, but I don't listen to podcasts that much when I'm at home anymore. Cause it, yeah. if I've got headphones in, I'm normally editing or something like that. So it's a bit, it's a bit different now. Um, I really enjoyed a show called quickly, Kevin. That was brilliant. That was a football based one. Um, I I don't know if they're still doing it, but that Josh Widdicombe, the comedian was on it and it was Mm -hmm. called quickly Kevin from the bit of commentary from, I think it was Euro 96. Yeah. Safegate going to take the penalty and the commentator asks quickly, Kevin, will he score and he misses and that's the name, but that's quite a funny podcast and like i said earlier on the show at at the moment i'm listening to a lot of jeff jarrett's podcast i I find it absolutely fascinating the different stories Mm -hmm. the guy's been around so many different territories different companies different scenarios i find that absolutely fascinating really really interesting show but there's just so many podcasts i mean people in the chat now make so many brilliant shows people who listen to chain wrestling and a part of our little corner of the internet that aren't with us live at the moment makes so many great shows. I mean, you say about UTT, there's a little There's a little collection there. There's UTT Tank. There's, <laughs> you know, um, <sighs> Disgusting Awful that Scottish Danny does with Chris Bellis now. And there's so much going on. You know, it's
1: just finding the time magazine. If you want surreal um, belly laughs and a lot of kind of awkwardness, definitely go check out the Five Nerds Go Back catalog because that that podcast was unfettered madness uh but we uh are going to be on a podcast or recorded a podcast later this week so this is true it would be it would be um cruel of us not to mention that podcast um so i'm it not gonna So fuck them fuck
0: <laughs> well i was gonna <laughs> leave them out of that list because i do listen to that show every single week and it Honestly, it makes me look mental. I've said it several times to Morty when I record Murder in Mind of him. I look mental because I sit there on the bus on the way home from work listening and I'm genuinely crying with tears rolling down my face sometimes. Uh, but there is a question referencing those two and their show later on. So I was going to bring them up in a little bit, you see. well, so we'll get are, to that.
1: We'll ignore that question. Okie doke. Um,
0: <laughs> Stevo also says, do you genuinely see a day where you go down the Patreon route, um, chain wrestling, I don't think would ever be beyond a paywall. I don't think that's as max, is it?
1: I mean, chain wrestling probably not. The uh, the amount of um work that goes into the the group as a whole, it it could be something that 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 does happen. Maybe maybe not so much for the podcast, but for like extra stuff, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps because it's it's not always cheap to run a network um so sometimes you have to kind of like look to your listeners and your and your and your uh, fans to to kind of help um finance that that project so as of now no but maybe in the in the future um the the S, sjp world media might have need for, for, for patreon yeah.
0: I mean, it is, it is something I have looked into, you know, but as always with me, I do everything at a snail's pace and overthink <laughs> it. And you know, Magsy and my wife will both tell you, if you want me to come around to an idea, you've got to put it in my head about six weeks before it needs to happen. Because it takes me that long to sort of figure out, okay, what about this? What about that? Okay. I'm on board,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> you know, we had a new carpet laid literally today in the hallway and the stairs um,
1: I think my <laughs> I mean, wife came out with that idea. That's a weird idea. turn. Well, <laughs> so you're setting up a Patreon to pay for your carpet? Is that what you? Yeah, saying? basically, basically. But <laughs> I mean, it's
0: it's. Uh, it, I think the wife put the idea of the new carpet in my head about 18 months ago. And it's, so it's that kind of scenario. But yeah, I mean, I have looked into it um, purely out of a curiosity standpoint and just seeing what the options are because I do think there is potential for a lot of bonus mm-hmm. material. And as you said, Magsy, it, it is time consuming and even this platform that we're appearing to you on now via youtube and so on it costs money you know i'll be i'll be straight up and honest with everyone i mean that's why i say support the show by getting your t-shirts and so on That, that small couple of quid we get can help cover some of the costs and so on but again it's very much a case of just looking at options at the moment and the shows that everyone loves the likes of nitro Nights, chain wrestling and so on i wouldn't want those to go behind a paywall because I think we've built a little community here and I wouldn't want people to, you know, so yeah, there we go. And Steve finishes by saying, what bands are you
1: listening to at the moment? Um, so I've been on a, a kind of 2000s dance kick recently. Okay. Not, not particular bands because a lot of the artists are like one hit wonder style, Music, uh, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of old school, like dance. Cause, yeah, okay. Because that's what that's what I like to do. I like to dance.
0: Yeah, like Hardaway uh, and stuff like that.
1: That's a bit m- more old school than 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 I've been listening. to. So that's you know, right. I
0: mean Hardaway. You know, um, what I, mean, is I that, think um, that was like that was more yeah, oh yeah,
1: totally.
0: 90's. Totally. But that's what when when people see you know, sort of old school dances so on, that's kind of yeah. where I go. Really?
1: So it's more kind of, um, like uh, time to burn by storm, stretch and burn, things like that.
0: I don't know what any of those are.
1: No, I didn't think you would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a great deal of five finger death punch. Actually. Mags was 40 when they bought that eight five. <laughs> <goes. laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, oh. um, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Five Finger Death Punch over the last probably week or so, I guess. Okay. Uh, and then oddly, Sharon had an episode of Criminal Minds on the telly. You know, like uh, I think it's like Five Star, the channel, or something like that. And you okay, get, like, yeah, yeah. Law and Order and Criminal Minds rerun, like sort of ten, eleven o'clock at night, and so so it's on when I'm getting my stuff ready to go out to bed for work. And there's an episode of Criminal Minds, and a Five Finger Death Punch song was featured on this episode of Criminal Minds, and it's so wow. surreal because I hadn't listened to them for like six months. I started playing them and then all of a sudden they're on my telly.
1: How weird's that? Yeah, I, I I do get like that. Like, I'll hear a song that I haven't heard for ages and then I'll go on Spotify and listen to quite a few songs from that, that band mm. or that artist. Uh, I did it recently with um, Spandau Ballet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. In this. Um, I, I think i saw an advert and it had gold on the advert so i went and listened to a bit of spandau ballet true gold um, those
0: are classics for me in they? brilliant yeah stuff. they are They're brilliant yeah. songs yeah definitely I, I i can put random shit on as well mind I. I, if i'm having a beer of an evening and i'm editing and i get to a point where i finish my editing but I'm still going to have another couple of beers before bed. I'll put certain Spotify playlists on. and I end up listening to like Ace of Bass and Hadaway and all really random shit, you know, because I'm, because
1: I'm drunk basically. So, so <laughs> I can uh, just imagine you singing along whilst editing.
0: Yeah, there we go. But I mean, I've I'm, I'm listened to a bit of therapy as well recently, the Trouble Gum album, because they're at the festival I go to in the summer. <laughs> and, and I always like that album. So that's, that's popped up on my,
1: I think you mentioned
0: that uh, uh, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a great band, and the standards, Wasp, Maiden, and someone as well. So yeah, there we go. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can
1: hire the A team.
0: Uh, Morty at MortyJR5 on Twitter. He says, recast the 18 with members of the CWF.
1: Okay. So, so, we're looking at Face, Murdoch, Hannibal, and BA then. Yes. So, BA has got to be Scottish Danny, has it? Has it? The, the angry, violent one.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair enough.
1: And, Danny, are you scared of planes? And milk you not like here I'll be here drink this milk how'd I get uh, here yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, okay. Murdoch who's the clown of the I mean the, we know what the answer is it's Dan Griffin Dan Griffin well, yeah. howling mad Murdoch
0: yeah I'd give a shake for five minutes go in the chat tonight as well I'm putting out some gold there
1: D- I mean yeah that's a, a good also run um, now uh, face. Who the could ladies, be? man, mate? The ladies, man.
0: That's a tricky one,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Cause, cause, n- n- no disrespect to the Cedar they they're all pretty fuggly, aren't they?
0: Well, my wife. In the chat.
1: <laughs> she obviously she doesn't count because she would. There was no girl members of the air team. No, that's true. Okay. So let's go with face as king's pig's bladder.
0: I think. Well, yeah, because he can use Photoshop to make himself look however he wants. Exactly.
1: That's a great that shout. Yeah. That's please. an absolutely great shout. Um, so then that leaves um, the leader. Who is the leader? I mean.
0: It, I'd, it, I'd I'd put a shout out for you in that role, Magsy.
1: to be fair. I mean, I do come up with all the good ideas. I love it when a plan <laughs> does come together. So yeah, that's right. I'll take that. Okay. I can make a, a tank out of a few pipes and a and a spot welder when I'm locked in a garage. So yeah, Fair enough. I'm happily Hannibal Smith, and I, I've also got Big some cigar. cigars. Yeah. I've got some cigars, yeah. So
0: ah, there we go. There was sometimes a lady in the eighteen, wasn't there? And she'd drive um, faces car sometimes for him and stuff like that. So the there
1: there you go. Sure, you get a spot yeah. as
0: well. Get and she, was, and she was gorgeous as well, my love. There we go. Look at that. Hey. I'd she, never was know
1: well, <laughs> she was gorgeous as well. Brilliant. I love how you uh, meant that as a compliment, but you were also saying another woman was gorgeous.
0: No, I'm wrong with that, mate. No, I'm wrong with that. I quite often point out when I think other women are attractive, the wife will quite often point out when she thinks other men are attractive. We're, we're that comfortable in our relationship. That, that's,
1: that's and, until
0: until it's bedtime and I go upstairs and, and cry into my apartment.
1: Was it was he um, better looking <laughs> than me, not <yeah>? No, sir. <laughs>
0: There we go again. Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter. He asks, who'd win? Ah, and there we go. This is the question about the Morty and Fitch podcast, a show that we are guesting upon this week magazine, not coming out this week, but recording this week. Who'd win in a fight if you two had to face off against Morty and Fitch? Awesome. Uh, And what I asked, straight fight or a tag team contest? Either or. Okay.
1: We'd, we'd kick their ass. Have you I seen one, one of them is pistol whipped by his Polish wife, and the, <laughs> the other one the other one masturbates over car cleaning products? We would kick both their asses. Okay.
0: I, I, I'll go along with that. But like we said, you're the leader. So... <laughs> uh, five nerds go. Last one off Twitter, but I do have a DM to close up on Afterwards Magazine. Uh, five Nodes Go says, would you rather have a porcupine attack your todger or a honey badger attack ye?
1: Never. That, they both sound horrific. They do. Uh, going off topic, and uh, this might be one for, for Dan to chip in uh, in the in the, in the the chat, but this weekend me and the wife went to see Cocaine Bear. Ah, okay. Any good? It's, it's fucking brilliant. It's ridiculous. Re- Scottish Danny would love it because it's it's a it's a horror, but it's kind of like a comedy horror. It's amazing. I I have never seen a bear that I love as much as the cocaine bear. It's brilliant.
0: Have you seen many bears for comparison?
1: Yeah, like Gentle <laughs> Ben, like Yogi.
0: I have all of the many TV bears. <laughs> that one's my favorite.
1: Cocaine bear is the best. Yeah, and and she loves her cocaine. Fair play. Who doesn't?
0: It's very <laughs> Moorish,
1: apparently. <isn't> <laughs> but she eats like kilo bags of it at a time. Right. Okay. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. See if it, you get the opportunity to see it, see it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Lorraine literally laughed out loud in the cinema um, when she <laughs> watched it. It was brilliant. Uh, but anyway, none of those I would. Who would want any animal? Never mind a porcupine attacking your todger But honey badgers are the most hardest, they're the hardest animal on the on the planet, aren't they? They're the but ones this is the
0: thing. Uh, if you if you break it down sensibly, <laughs> I know that's ridiculous to say, but high vicious are porcupines. They got them spikes, which is their form of protection, but it's like hedgehogs are covered in spikes. You don't see hedgehogs picking fights with people, do you?
1: Yeah, but porcupines can fire out the spines, can't they? Like, in attack.
0: What, like shoot them out of themselves?
1: Yeah, like arrows, yeah.
0: Fuck off, can they? Yeah, they can. Why? That's my new favourite animal.
1: Well, not when it's attacking your todger.
0: Well, no, that's true. That's true. But I suppose a honey badger's vicious. If, if that's attacking
1: you... I've a... I've seen a video of a honey badger... It steals food from a snake. The snake bats the honey badger and it and it poisons it. The honey badger looks like it's dead. A couple of hours later, shakes itself off and then kills that very same snake. So no, that's a, a hard a honey. animal. They chase bears up trees.
0: Well, i just want some drugs.
1: <laughs> the <share. laughs>
0: what's the <share? laughs>
1: can you give me three I'd, for a <laughs> hundred
0: I it. would go I would go with a porcupine after your todger because I mean, if that's going to happen that's a very specific point of attack so you know where it's coming from and you can just boot the little bastard away
1: well you can play headers and valleys, I suppose with uh porcupine but yeah oh. I would rather be attacked in a small area by a porcupine than Murdered to death by a honey badger. Well,
0: you say small area, mate, speak for yourself, eh? <laughs> <laughs> <I
1: mean, laughs> Figuratively speaking, it'd be a large porcupine.
0: A large porcupine. Uh, finally, we have one from Connor via the DMs on Twitter at chain underscore wrestling. And he asked, This was last minute, but if you had to support an MLS club, who would you support and this ties in of course to the new show coming up mls in focus on the sjp world media network Maggie, do you have a preference
1: for an MLS club? I I'm, now I am not caught up with MLS at all. I remember there used to be a New York New Jersey Revolution like, okay. years and years ago. That was that like, in one of the first iterations of the of the MLS. So I'm actually going to Google the MLS table and have a look, not to see, see who's top, see who's top, <laughs> but to see that like, if any teams like jump out because. When uh, the XFL came around um, the first time, I really liked the 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 Las, Las Vegas, was it, Villains? Um, okay. so I'm um, looking at these now. So we've got Atlanta United, Nashville, Cincinnati, Inter-Miami. That's the Beckham team, isn't it? Inter-Miami. Mm. Philadelphia, New England, Orlando, DC United, Columbus. That's the crew.
0: Yeah, that's cornerstone.
1: New York City, the, the Man City kind of feeder club, uh, Toronto, New York, Red Bulls, Chicago, Montreal, and Charlotte, Charlotte Rock Bottom. Yeah, Charlotte Montreal are, are out the running. I, being a patriot, I'm going to go with the New England, I think. There was a team
0: who every time they scored a goal, they would chainsaw a big fuck-off log behind the goal. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, they had like one of these. They had a tree that you know this, this this massive, like you know, like really old, so it's huge tree. And every time they'd score, this bloke would just chainsaw a, a slice off the end of the tree or end of this massive log,
1: like a round. Yeah, that's
0: cool. every time they scored. So
1: Benny Max saying LA Galaxy, which I would have been my go to, but um, I, I don't. Are they even a team now? Because yeah, that is not that
0: like t- two divisions like the west and the east or the north and the
1: uh, you're right i've only looked at the eastern conference yes you dumb motherfucker so ah. um let's go through the western conference then so st-, st louis lafc uh seattle uh austin san jose fc dallas minnesota portland they could be the ones with the locks Port- yeah
0: is this portland. portland jet
1: uh real salt lake sporting kansas city Vancouver, LA Galaxy, uh, Colorado, and the Houston Dynamos. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to stick with my, my pick of the New England.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, Fair enough. I always like the idea of going to Houston. So, maybe mm. Houston Dynamos. Yeah. Taking a game. Yeah. Good pick. Uh, I like I like the Columbus Crew kit. So, if I was picking on kits, that one could be up there. But LA Galaxy were the ones that I always looked like for because Beckham and Roy Keane. That's uh, why Robbie Keane played for them, didn't they?
1: Yeah. And so. they were the kits you could generally get in the UK as well.
0: That's tricky. it's tricky. I have to give that some thought, I think. So I'm going to have to pick a team now that we're going to have a podcast about it on our network. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. Five nerds go. Portland Timbers. That, yeah, that would be the ones chainsawing the big
1: lot. I mean, how do you get. Can you imagine rocking up to a, an English football ground with a chainsaw? I don't think you'd get let in.
0: No, it's part of the club. It's not just a random fan
1: no I, I got it right okay well, thank, yeah. thanks for for, well, for you would get it i mean millwall
0: that. millwall you would wouldn't you with a chainsaw you, you
1: know <laughs> only if you've uh, promised to use it <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> uh, thank you so so much to everybody who joined in with our ask us anything uh fantastic as always some really thought broken mm-hmm. questions there hopefully we did answer everything to the level you wanted us to, which I assume is quite a low expectation. Anyway. It's I mean, got exactly. to be 18, 18
1: live episodes. And if you've got high expectations, you are, you are idiots.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Magzi, anything in the chat before we uh, talk a bit of wrestling?
1: Yeah, first we've got Cam is uh, is signing out uh, because his goose is going to catch the the wrestling on the podcast release. I mean, you could have lasted another ten minutes, I'm sure, Cam. But yeah, we massively appreciate you uh, coming in. Um, Cheers, Cam. Dan Griffin says a podcast fiend that five X speed is a hell of a catchphrase and a t-shirt in the making. Exactly, which mm. which you will be able to get very soon, I assume. <laughs> um, um, Dan says his formation would be four four fucking two. And I'm assuming it would be wrought on the back of a cigarette packet. And he'd also have in his team Dave Benson and and Paul Hedges. <laughs> uh, uh, Connor says his his go-to FIFA formations are four three three and four two three one. They always seem to work the best best with him. Uh, five Nerves Go says, I do like that the Sunday, Sunday watch on went downhill when Burnley got relegated and Liverpool started being wank. I mean, yeah, I mean it That's all weird. it all <laughs> coincided perfectly. <laughs> oh props to to Radio Techers. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Going going back, uh, Five Nerves Go says Meatloaf is anti-anal. Yeah, because he won't do scat. Um Ever since a terrible experience, uh, Fav nerds inspired Bat out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, that's uh, the chat uh, caught up with. Uh Oh, the channel was Fav USA, uh, apparently. Ah, yes, thank you, Sean. And uh, Benny Mac, evening, sir. Hello. Hello. Welcome late to the party, sir.
0: Excellent stuff. Excellent. Okay, Maxie. I suppose we had better get on with some wrestling chat because we have two matches
1: to look at this week. We certainly do, so let's crack on. Uh, let's get ready to rumble!
0: So then, so then, so then, a 50-50 poll. Dan Griffin <laughs> must have been chuckling away to himself like the little giggly pixie he is because i know he loves a 50 50 but there we go both selections drawing both selections even gonna go for both maxi
1: hooray
0: (laughs) where do you want to start mate
1: at the end both matches were right um what's next week's picks oh okay (laughs) let's let's go with what i watch first i watched the, the tna one first so
0: okay yeah no worries let me just you know ferret through my notes to find that one then because you had the
1: backlash one up first didn't you i did
0: mate i did because that's the one that i watched first but there we go yes my selection uh on that on what the poll two weeks ago was from the tna pay-per-view no surrender 2005 the main event for the nwa world title held by raven which i still think is a bit odd i don't remember that happening but there we go uh, defended against Abyss in a dog-collar match. Now, this is Raven's first defense, we're told several times on commentary. Over and, and over again, we are told that. Uh, over and over again, indeed. Um, TNA 2005 magazine, is this something you've seen a lot of? Not a jot. Nah, nor me. I thought I'd seen more, but looking mm. into around that time, I don't remember anything.
1: But the good thing is... Um... Uh, this was a youtube link and it's it's uploaded uh by the actual uh tna uh account and there's plenty on there um Mm -hmm. when you get like the the recommended tab at the the side of of the screen there's lots of uh uh tna full-length pay-per-views on there so if if like us you have missed big chunks of tna history you can you can at least catch up and and watch some some matches because it was sometimes really good wrestling it was unique with the 6-sided 6-sided ring um and especially the x division was some very innovative wrestling so
0: yeah. yeah i mean i was i was a big fan of tna for you know quite a few years but this period i think maybe just before i got into
1: it mm-hmm. okay
0: so I mean, I remember it being on Bravo and Challenge and all that sort of stuff, you know, and uh, me and Sharon used to watch quite a bit of it. But this was a bit a bit early, I think. But yes, uh, both competitors come to the ring already wearing the collar. Mm-hmm. So the chain is just led in the ring, just attached to the collars, which I thought was, you know, a bit of a different way of doing things. Quite a, quite a unique touch. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're right. Okay.
0: Not that it, is it?
1: fair enough there's not a lot i can add to that yeah you're right they they came to the ring with the collars already on it's not not how it's normally done normally you would get like a, a wrestler who would the referee would struggle to to get the the collar on um just to kind of play up the um the the heat in the match but yeah this they both were ready prepared for this match well, to be fair, I don't think there's been
0: I don't remember many dog collar matches.
1: No, but it's the it's the same kind of thing with like uh Texas bull rope matches or yeah. any matches where yeah. two wrestlers are are kind of like tied together with some sort of implement.
0: Yeah, no, I get you. Uh speaking of collars, Jeremy Borash, the ring announcer, he had a set of collars on that shirt, didn't he? Bloody hell. If you for him <laughs> Paul, off the clip, he'd be like, he'd be poor like a handle.
1: Yeah, Paul <laughs> you know? J. It, it, uh, before we even get to the match, though, um, like I said earlier I, I watched. I, I think I may have skipped one or two of the matches, but I watched a lot of this pay per view. And how underrated of a commentator was McIntyre? Oh, he, yeah, so good. I mean, Don West, uh, uh, God loved the guy. He was passionate, uh, but McIntyre is—he had such a wealth of knowledge, such a mm. wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I really. Um, I think he's underrated in the in the pantheon of of wrestling commentators.
0: Yeah, he he turns up on WWE every now and again yeah, yeah. It for, for Nitro Nights, and something that Danny and I noticed is there's occasions where he turns because you'll cover like the the, the cruiserweights or you know, the Conan's matches and and someone because like you know it's the outside of WWE characters, I guess, and there are moments where Bobby Heenan and Tony Schiavone and Dusty Rhodes, depending on who's you know what show he's on. So thats they're just openly taking the piss because he knows yeah. the name of a proper move. And sometimes it's funny. Other times when I mean, there's one particular pay-per-view, it went a bit far and it really seemed like they were just on the guy.
1: Yeah. I know there's a storyline later on in TNA's, uh, lifespan where he's actually involved. I think it's the one where Tony Schiavone is like angling for a job. Um, so he gets involved in that. But after, after wrestling, he, He did a podcast about betting, I think. um, Oh, okay. The professor, but apparently he's kind of just fell off the map. That podcast kind of wrapped up, and yeah, you you don't hear from him. I don't think he's got any social media. So, yeah, I hope he's all. I hope everything's okay with uh, with Mister Taner.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Something I noticed as well: it's going to be difficult to not draw comparisons i think at times because we're watching the two matches back for, for this for this particular recording magazine this is obviously 2005 mm-hmm. our other selection was 2007 so you know only two years between them they look completely different this and tna looks incredibly dated mm-hmm. whereas the wwe contest from 2007 could have been put on last week
1: yeah yeah uh, and i think that's that's the production the production quality of the, of the two companies. This, uh, this match for me, it felt like something you would have seen in the attitude era. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem very 2005 for me. This felt like ECW in their last kind of, last kind of days. Um, now that may have been the kind of market that, 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 tna was going with especially with uh, with raven at the at the helm but yeah it just it, you're right it did feel very very dated
0: mm. i think you're spot on as well with the, that kind of ecw feel because it was it was just carnage wasn't it there was, i mean mm-hmm. the, the chairs come out straight away don't they very very early on lots of chairs ravens throwing loads and loads and loads into the ring Abyss um, ends up getting sent into the corner where a chair is set up, t- you know, sort of stuck in the ropes. Uh, uh, it was well. a,
1: a spot that they, they did quite a few times. I mean, it makes absolute sense knowing that you're uh, you're tethered to your opponent, mm. uh, but they go for this this same spot quite a few times uh, where basically Raven or Abyss pulls on the chain and that drags uh, their, their opponent into an obstacle. Um a unique way of uh, of getting some offence in, I suppose, but um, I do think they went to the well on it a, a few too many times. One thing I, I did notice, though, is, um, and it's not something I haven't really kind of thought about until watching this match. When you are in a match like a chair uh, match or a dog match or a bull rope match, you have to be very selective how you get in and out of the ring. Yes, and I'd, it it dawned on me whilst watching this match that if especially with it being a six sided ring, there's 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 so many kind of like uh, ropes and to uh, and kind of like ways to get out of the ring. They had to be very precise. If if Raven got out at one side of the ring, Abyss had to get out at that same side. Otherwise, they'd mm-hmm. end up just being tangled up. And it's something that I've never thought of before. But it dawned on me and this just how. Sp- Incredibly scripted, going in and out of the ring had to be.
0: Yeah, you got to really sort of pay attention, have your wits about Mm -hmm. you, I guess, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something we didn't see a lot of for me was well, Raven does it here early on. He wraps the chain around his hand. He misses punching a bit. He actually punches the ring post. But I would have thought it's not like you know it's a ball rope or anything like that. It's a sodding great metal chain. I would have thought the chain would have been used more as a weapon
1: yeah i mean we 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 do get it at the very early parts of the match there's a there's a bit where um Raven is whipping abyss with the chain, mm. but it doesn't last that long it's it's in the first couple of minutes and then we get into almost a uh, a standard hardcore match, yes, a standard tables match more than anything
0: yeah i mean i I, I kind of think exactly the same the chain i don't think was necessary here there's so many yeah. table spots there's, there's the thumb tax later on as well obviously in the chairs and so on i don't really think the chain the dog collar thing was necessary for, for anything they
1: did well we 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 get the the hangman spot with, yeah okay uh, yeah uh, but that actually leads to the chain being took out of the equation altogether because mm um essentially uh, abyss is hung over the ropes, and then the the chain is wrapped round to to hang him over, but he undoes it the the dog collar to to get out of that um which makes the chain then redundant and it yeah. does go to a to um a a typical uh, hardcore match but there's a few spots that the chain comes into play. The ones we've mentioned about being pulled into into the, uh, the ring post or into the, the, the steps. There's a, a spot where Abyss uh, is pushed off the the uh, the entrance ramp, which it just looked ridiculous because it's about three foot off the ground. Yeah. Essentially. It the, felt the, the
0: like term- it was going to be so much bigger, didn't it?
1: The tables were set up and they were about a foot Lower than the actual entrance ramp, yeah. which it just <laughs> it just looked like if you were doing that spot on your on your bed, like a like as a child. But the the chain comes into play there, where of a abyss pulls on the chain whilst he's been uh, incapacitated on 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 the floor, and and Raven ends up being pulled through another table. So there is some clever uses for the chain, but not enough to warrant it being the main focal point of the match, I don't
0: think. No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so what I did want to talk about was the staple gun. Mm -hmm. Typical ECW. Yeah. Not necessary with the, no, the the chain is not necessary for that to work, but stapling the, the money to Abyss's head. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed that, you know, because I don't think you see a lot of, especially now we don't see that at all nowadays. Do I mean, we're sort of pushing 20 years on I think from the last match, but...
1: thing closer that was the was the, the pizza cutter incident in AEW. Okay, yeah. Um yep. but you're right. Um I loved uh Abyss' overreaction to being yeah. stapled. <laughs> this is a guy who uh has been put through tables and uh and hit with chairs and then getting stapled. It it's the most overreacting that is ever done, and you can kind of tell it was the overreacting was to help open the cut up because he's mm. he's clawing at his own face uh, a little bit but yeah that uh, it 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 was fun the fact that he was pulling out that like, dollar bills and and stapling them to abyss's head
0: uh raven bleeds as well he's sent into the ring post on the outside mm-hmm. isn't he um at this point i think let me i think i've even got a time stamp down here um yeah 17 minutes 16 17 minutes in I'm thinking, how exactly do you win? Because we're getting told by the commentary team that, that you can't give up.
1: It's no just, one's. I think in a in a promo earlier in the show, uh, it has to just be a pin. You can only right. win okay. that pin.
0: But the fact is, we're over a quarter of an hour into the match, and it's not been mentioned again during the match. So, watching it out of context, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, nobody's going around touching corners like you do sometimes with these kind of kind of stipulations nobody's even tried to pin anyone yet at this point. The first pinfall attempt doesn't, doesn't come until 17 minutes in and the match is only 25 minutes long. I've got no idea how you win this at this point.
1: Well, bad pin. I've just told you. But yeah, I get the point. It, it if this were doing would be forced down your throat that yeah. it would be a pin. Absolutely. You, it, Michael Cole would mention it 50 times. Um, mm. And that's, kind of the difference between um this TNA and and WWE um yeah so yeah I I can understand the the confusion that perhaps if you if you were watching this this match like I said out of out of context and you didn't kind of catch all the promos beforehand then yeah it'd be what what is the the point of this match what is the aim of the match
0: just just beating the piss out of each other for the sake of it like you know until somebody dies. Um
1: <laughs>
0: the raven effect DDT is hit for a close two count. Uh we also have the black hole slam which is Abyss's finisher. That gets a two count as well, which I've always thought is a cool move. It's is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when somebody that big is doing it as well. Uh James Mitchell gets involved, Abyss's manager and he snaps the cane of a raven's back very carefully make sure it's facing the right direction so the gimmicked bit works (laughs) yeah it didn't look great um this is when abyss takes the collar off so again the chain aspect of the match is completely freaking pointless
1: absolutely redundant now (laughs) yeah the fun
0: tax arrive but what i liked about this is that both guys are obviously wearing, you know, their standard ring gear. And you do get some people who wrestle in these matches who will wear jeans and a, and a, and a t-shirt because of what they're going to put their bodies through. Yeah. But Abyss rips off Raven's shirt so that when he well, puts he, him into the, he
1: rips the front of it and, oh, and Raven, Raven, gets with, yeah. Raven does the rest of it for him.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. when he puts him onto the, he slams him into the tax, you get, a sort of the extra image of it, the extra sort of—it's mm-hmm. not going into clothes, shall we say? It's more impactful, maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yes and no, because uh, there is one point uh, and and uh, near the end where Raven is—I uh, think he goes for the even floor or the Raven effect—and he lands back first into into yep. the t- uh, the tax and uh, the commentary making a massive deal. Oh my god, he's gone flesh first into the tax, and then we get a close up of Raven, and not one thumbtack is no, yeah. stuck in his body. So yeah, yeah. that kind of didn't good. work. But yeah. he sold it like there were thousands. I, I give him props for that. But yeah, it didn't kind of work. So maybe he needed those um, that T-shirt for the for the thumbtacks to kind of get some purchase, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, Cassidy Riley
0: arrives and uh, and gets put through a table. I've got no idea who this dude is and why he's here.
1: So they they do explain it a little bit on commentary. This is a guy who uh, Raven attacked and broke his fingers. Um, And because of that, he became a a devout follower of Raven, part of uh, Raven's flock or whatever Mm -hmm. the, the group is called now. But he comes in, and just gets destroyed straight away, put through a t- slam through a table. So he his help was was it was just not. It, was it wasn't there, was it? Yeah, it just wasn't there at all. Uh,
0: this does lead, though, to um, Abyss getting power onto the tax by Raven mm-hmm. because of the distraction from his his friend there. Um, before we then eventually get to the finish where we're setting up for a choke slam by Abyss, which is then countered into a Raven effect, DDT, onto the tax. Raven wins, Jarrett comes out, Rhino turns up, and then the show goes off the air. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, and again, I, I was fortunate, maybe that's a strong word, uh, that I had actually watched a lot of this pay-per-view, so Jarrett was not happy with all these Johnny come lately is coming into it, his company, his world, which uh, mm-hmm. I think is the link to his uh, podcast. Um, basically stealing spots. Um, so he, uh, he lost the title to, to Raven, but he was also the number one contender. Um, and that was taken from him for a base. So he was, he had a, a, a massive axe to ground with these two and, uh, he was also meant to be in a feud with Rano, but it it, right. it turns out that Rano actually sided with with Jarrett uh, and then took out took out Raven. And, and yeah, like I said, it, it it ends with lol, Jarrett must pause. Said,
0: right? <laughs> oh, great entrance theme though.
1: <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: Brilliant stuff. I love watching. <laughs> Out of ten, Maxi, what are you thinking?
1: Do You know, I, 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 I don't think it's a, a, it's not a dog collar match for me because, like, like no. we've said, the chain doesn't come into play enough for it to to warrant that. But as as a a standard hardcore match, it, it was fun to watch. I mean, yeah. you get the um, the kind of. Um, um, the big guy versus smaller guy, um, dynamic. Uh, I think Abyss is very underrated for a big guy who can do the things that he did, even though this, he was clearly, uh, uh, a wish.com version of mankind. Uh, I think <laughs> in the ring, he was incredibly talented and willing to put his body on the line. Raven, um, I mean, he's b- been playing the same character in every single company he's ever been to, uh, and it absolutely works. Um, so I, I enjoyed this match. Um, is it something I'd go back and watch multiple times? Probably not. Um, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. So um, I think six and a half, maybe. Okay.
0: I got seven in front of me for same reasons as you. I thought it was decent. Uh, you know, it it was it was good enough. Dog collar probably wasn't needed, as you say. But mm-hmm. when it comes to, I mean, garbage wrestling, hardcore wrestling, it's not exactly my cup of tea. But at the same time, I don't mind a little bit of it. And this and this tick that box for me. So yeah, it, yeah, it was I an enjoyable. I, minutes, mate.
1: I think TNA give Raven a lot of kind of free reign with uh, because. Love him or hate him, he has got uh, a great mind for the business. Uh, mm-hmm. he's very uh innovative when it comes to kind of match types. I mean, he's he's got the whole clockwork orange um monster fun house, blah 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 matches. So I think uh, when it comes to match stipulations, he's he's he has a lot of ideas, not all of them great, but still you you need a filter. For to to weed out the chaff I suppose but um I don't I didn't, I didn't mind it at all but it was a, a, a an enjoyable match
0: mm. yeah yeah fair shape. so then the other half of the poll that also won Drew got 50-50 whatever but we're looking at it uh, is the WWE title match from Backlash mm. 2007 uh, yep. John Cena defending against Shawn Michaels, Edge, and Randy Orton. Uh, first of all, Maxie, these are four fantastic entrance teams, even though it's not the ones that maybe are most well known for these individuals.
1: Yeah, the the Edge one was jarring, though. Yeah, because you didn't get the power.
0: Well, this so is it.
1: you see him like putting put the the horns up, and to not get that power on, just see him just st- stood there yeah it, that weird. was weird but uh yeah, yeah um you're out right, the entrance music's were 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 amazing and, and and it's it's interesting to go back to this era and see how much john cena was loved at this time this was before um like basically cena sucks the crowd were hot for him and the hbk especially they absolutely mm. loved him yeah it was uh that was interesting to see
0: yeah i i think that I understand why they didn't do it but i think it would have been worth putting the trigger on Shawn michaels winning the title at some point around this time Man. he main evented wrestlemania he did the hour-long match on raw with cena uh, he was so over at this point and in that main event picture i think even i'm not talking you know a big moment at mania or anything like that winning it on a b pay-per-view potentially holding it for a couple of months you know do a few storylines with it, uh, it at the time michaels was so good in the ring as well and so mm-hmm. over as a babyface. i think it would have been beneficial at that moment to have at least given it a go but obviously it was it was not meant to be so
1: mm-hmm. i i agree i mean uh what did he end his career on just f- was it four world four, titles, yeah, four titles yeah. i mean when you think of of uh, mount rushmore of, of wrestlers he's on there without a shadow of a doubt oh yeah and and to have only had four relatively short runs as mm. champion as well. I mean, and then you look at guys like Austin who only had five short runs with the with the championship. And then you look at Roman Reigns, whose, whose current run is probably longer than all of Austin's and Sean Martin's ones put so. together.
0: Yeah. I'd have thought so. And also we mentioned him earlier on, put it into a little bit of context, with Michaels only having say four title runs. Um Jeff Jarrett is actually now listed as a ten time world champion. That's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) None of them, none of them, he booked himself. Yeah. And the other one only lasted for two days in WCW because his mate Russo was booking. No, I like Jeff Jack. Leave me alone. Um, (laughs) This match for me, Maxi is kind of, there's not a clear line, but it does feel like it's broken into two halves a little bit.
1: Yeah. The beginning. You're very right.
0: Yeah. The beginning feels like pretty much any other multi-man match. In in WWE's history, it's like people are taking it in turns, and whilst two guys are working, whether it's a triple threat or a fatal four way or whatever, a ladder match of eight people, whatever, whilst two people are doing something, everyone else is selling on the outside. Correct. That happens a lot for the first half, but then maybe not exactly halfway through, but the last five to ten minutes, we get everyone involved with lots of different moving parts, and it really changed my opinion of this match the second half does
1: that make sense a- absolutely 100 percent agree with you um the f- the first probably three quarters of this match it it struggled to keep my attention because it was so generic mm-hmm. as a as a multi-man you're exactly right i mean i got the the original um the original face-offs because you uh you had kind of a uh Randy Orton and Edge trying to uh play politics in in the promos leading up to this match. Um so that made sense you had the feud between Michaels and 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 uh Cena from the the week before. So them getting a face off made sense. But it happened way too many times after that. It's mm. it, it felt to me as you you aptly uh described it as people waiting to take the turn to have their their kind of uh, uh, battle and other people sat on the outside selling. Um, And that, for me, it goes on way too long.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see some triple threats, and I think it's done – I'll say triple threat because that happens more than the Fatal 4-Way, doesn't it, normally. Um, I mean, there was one – I don't know who he was facing, but Lesnar – put somebody through the table on the outside of an f5 and then it was just down to the two guys in the ring for a while whilst the other guy sold the f5 through a table Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that makes sense as a viewer watching and trying to suspend my disbelief that makes sense if somebody just takes a clothesline on the outside and then is selling for so long that i struggle with that because it's it's like you may take four or five clotheslines in the space of 10 seconds in in the ring Mm-hmm. And you won't sell that long. It's yeah, almost well, like
1: early on in the match. There's a there's a point where I think um, I think it's Cena punches Orton, and then he goes out, and um, Shawn Michaels punches Edge, and these are just a punch. Yes. And those two are then out of the ring while Cena and and Shawn Michaels do a few spots to then come in at the perfect time to to uh, break up a pin or or to. Um, to send one of the, the, the one of the, the two in the ring out so that they can then take their place it it was it felt incredibly scripted mm. which yes. a wrestling match should try to not look scripted but this felt it it was like a pantomime for the first yeah. three quarters of the match.
0: Yeah definitely and you look at the talent in this in, in this match as well you would kind of hope for a bit more. For that period, mm-hmm. I think. Um, we start with John Cena and Shawn Michaels, and then as you said, eventually we get Edge and Orton, they have their turn, and then everyone's on the outside, and Shawn Michaels hits a moonsault from the top rope to the floor, mm-hmm. which was you know quite a high spot for so early in the match, and it got it got a good reaction. Uh Cena hits that kind of clunky looking leg drop from the top, Fair but it nice, doesn't hit- yeah yeah but he does it it's a double leg drop and he hits it on both edge is it both edge and shawn michaels or edge and orton
1: i think it's edge and edge and michael's
0: right yes and I, I quite enjoyed that that's something you don't see very often is it
1: especially from the fab moves of doom and john cena
0: yes there we go <laughs> uh we then get a little bit of time where orton and cena are taking their turn i suppose and we get the garvin stomp from Morton, I used to like it when he used to use that, just going stamping on random body parts and so on. Yeah. It, it's so simple, but effective, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And I didn't know it was called the Garvin's dump. Um, yeah, but yeah. Ronnie Garvin used to use it back in the 80s. And I knew it more as the Malenko. Oh, okay. Dean Malenko used to do it a lot. Okay, maybe I've got that wrong then, but I, I thought it was no, referenced I
0: mean, at some point. I'm,
1: just, I'm sure you were right. I, I, I was kind of tuned out with the commentary because... Okay was tuned out with a lot of the match. This is yeah. one of those matches where I had to rewind it quite a few times because my eyes had glazed over because what right. won- <laughs> and and that's that feels almost disrespectful because of the talent what's in the match, but it's because it's so generic as a as a mm. fail forward um it's it, I feel like we could have put any four wrestlers in these spots. And we would have seen pretty much the same match oh, okay. until we get to kind of the the, the end. I think the, the the point that started to that started to get my attention was when we got the the double Boston crab. Oh, yes. the double single leg boss. The double pulled.
0: single leg, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Cena does this, uh, is it called the natural selection when Charlotte Flair does it? That sort of forward flip thing Mr. Perfect used to do. The blockbuster, the
1: like, like the blockbuster.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does that to the pair of them to to make the save, which I thought was, yeah. was, was quite spectacular as well. Uh, and then everyone bumps for, for Super Cena, don't they? On the shoulder yeah. block. Uh, everyone has a turn at taking a few bumps for Cena.
1: Those um, shoulder blocks are so terrible. I mean, shit. everyone is in the perfect spot for him to bounce off the ropes and shoulder block. I think he, uh, does he hit the, uh, the spinning proto-bomb on edge at, at one point and then does like the five-knuckle shuffle? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: We have a load of the the STFs then, don't You saying about things looking <laughs> shit. We have a load of the STFs. It's the worst. It's,
1: it's, it's so I bad. mean, the STF done right is looks absolutely painful with the yes. leg tuck, t- t- uh bent over, uh, and then stretching the neck. But Cena, uh, the way he kind of like he puts his arms over the head of his opponent, they have to do all the work stretching their own neck because he's nowhere near their neck. Yeah. Um, so for Edge and then I think Orton. Um, gets uh put in it as well for that they are selling nothing it's absolutely mm. nothing i hate when cena does that it's move. crap
0: it is so yeah. crap uh sean michaels comes in and makes the save on orton whilst he's in this rubbish stf and then michaels kind of goes through his you know every wrestler's got those sort of selection of moves that's almost like their highlights isn't it you know mm-hmm. uh, michaels goes through his atomic drops the flying forearm the nipper then we start getting top rope elbows until one is interrupted from the top and he gets caught in this kind of weird avalanche four man spot where they come all crashing down together, don't they?
1: Yeah, well I think um Cena was uh Cena was meant to do kind of like a, a super um F U attitude yes. adjustment. Yes. Uh and then Edge and um uh Orton essentially turn it into a Tower of Doom. Um which it looked, it looked unique, I suppose, for a Tower of Doom. But um, yeah, it was it was a, a high spot. Mm. Yes, there we go. Uh, a, a double fu gets teased. Yeah, well, we, we get the spot where uh, Cena goes for an FU, then it gets reversed into the execution, and then reversed back into the FU, and then back into the edumatic, uh, so Which I thought was a cool spot, but yeah, we d- we do get the tease of the double, uh, the 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 double FU. Not quite pulls it off though.
0: Mm. But this is where it's really picking up pace now, isn't it? And
1: everyone yeah. is. This is where this match gets really, really yeah. good. This, yeah. and this, and this last. Is- so this last good. five, five, seven minutes—if this was just a match, or maybe cut down the the beginning of five, ten minutes, and then go to this—this this would have rated way higher for me. Mm. Uh, but this last few minutes is it's brilliant chain wrestling.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's really, and there's so many moving parts, and this is where I think the the WWF WWE are quite good with regards to when they cut from camera to camera, Mm -hmm. because there are so many moving parts, you don't tend to miss anything, which can be, you know, that that finger can be pointed at TNA, at ECW, at WCW and so on. But also you get the surprise aspect. Sometimes when Randy Orton's hitting an RKO or Edge goes for a spear or switching music flows into the screen, you don't know it's coming because the camera angle is there set in such a way that it's a surprise. And I think it's really, really well done from a production standpoint, Mags.
1: Yeah, and I think it helps that these four guys have got—they've got finishing moves or signature moves that that don't need a lot of setup, so they mm. can be hit pretty quick. I mean, Cena's uh, F. U. is probably the one that needs the more setup because he's got to pick someone up on his shoulders. But you look at the RKO. It's it's called RKO out of nowhere for a reason. Uh yes. you've got the you've got the uh, the super kick that can come from absolutely any point in the match. You've got the the spear can come from anywhere. So these are four really good uh finishers to have an exciting end to a match, and, and everyone gets their moves in, uh and it, it it gets to a point where you don't know who is going to win this match yeah. because there's somebody ready to pounce with their finishing move after someone's just just done theirs. It's it's It gets really, really exciting. Which is kind of how you'd imagine a
0: Fatal 4-Way to be, a multi-person match to be. It should be more difficult getting the pin for because there's more people around to interfere. So yep. the ending felt, even though the, obviously it's going to take a lot of work to set this up, and that, that finishing sort of few segments going into the actual finish itself it, it, i imagine there's quite a few you know just meetings in the back and run throughs and so on to get the timing right it still felt quite organic because you're going to always have an extra body there to try and break things up
1: yeah yeah you're
0: absolutely right so we come to the finish itself then and again like we said the last sort of five to ten minutes of this match it, it, it is superb action they are they, What they do is fantastic. But the finish itself, Magazine, talk us talk us through that because I I thought this was so clever.
1: Yeah, so um from from what I remember, um, you have Cena going for the fu. Um, then we go for the double one. um, Um HBK goes for the switchy music, but Orton comes in and does the RKO, which is uh he goes for the pin. Cena then um he then um, breaks that up. Edge is able to get the execution Edge then goes for a. I think he goes for a spear, and then C- does Cena do a leapfrog? I think Cena leaps in. Yeah, him. he hits Orton, doesn't he? Yeah, he pushes. Yeah. Um, Orton pushes Edge towards Cena. Cena goes for the FU. Orton um, gets pushed into a spear. Uh, we then get the FU on Edge. Shawn Michaels is in, hits the sweetie music, and you think that everybody's down that's the win but yes. cena F- cena falls on orton hbk collapses uh due to exhaustion and uh we get the the three count from a knocked out uh john cena on top of orton and and just hasn't got the energy to break the pinups So um yeah it was uh cena won essentially by being super kicked
0: yeah, and and you get a little bit of afters, don't you? With, with Sean Michaels saying, you know, I I'm better than you, you know it, mm-hmm. I know it, and so on. And I just watched that moment there, and I thought they should have pulled the trigger on Sean around this time. Yeah, they
1: should have just done it. it. The frustration he showed as well. he yeah, he, he was he was angry that he his his finishing move ended the match, but he didn't get the the win, mm. and he just he was just a second too late. Yeah. Um m- maybe if not pulling the, the trigger on Sean winning now, but definitely he. Sh- it looked like he he was the right person at the time, I suppose, yes. to yeah to, to be champion. A uh, ten, mate. Do you know if we were gonna judge it off the first fifteen minutes, I would say a four, I suppose. Okay. Because it's so generic. It's, it's mm. a match we've seen thousands and thousands of times. But that last five minutes elevates it so much. So much. I could w- happily watch that last five minutes over and over again. So for that, I'm, I'm it bumps it by three easily. So I'm going to go for a seven.
0: Yeah, I got exactly the same. I score it the same as what I scored the TNA match, actually. Which is funny because it's two completely different types of wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yeah they both had their faults, but the, I think there's enough ent- entertainment there. I would recommend anyone listening or anyone live in the, in, in the chat. And I go back and check these matches out because there is enough entertainment there and enough good moments there to, to, you know, yeah. Take something from, I guess.
1: Well, as you said, these are, these are night and day in terms of, of, of wrestling matches. Absolutely. Yes. Opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: totally. Ah, so there we go.
0: Maxi where do you want to go next week? So there's loads
1: of options. I mean, in these matches alone, you have six different directions. You could go in just using the the wrestlers, but I'm not using uh, any of the wrestlers in this match or in other match. What I'm actually using is um, a match that was on the, the TNA No Surrender card. I think it was the core main event was Sean Waltman, Versus AJ Styles. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. And we haven't seen a lot of of Shawn Waltman six X Pack on this show, um, and we certainly haven't seen a lot of him in his first major uh, gimmick in a in a in in wrestling, which was the One Two Three Kid. Um, and I was reminded recently of uh of a, a match that he had where he was challenging for the WWF title. Oh, and it's, it's highly, uh, and almost unanimously, uh, named as the best match in raw history. Mm-hmm. So I want to go and I need to find the date. I want to go to, uh, the first of July, I think it is um, 1994 or that could be the 7th of January. No, yeah, it's definitely the 7th of January, I think. Either way, it's in 1994. Um, okay. On Raw, uh, Bret Hart, the defending WF champion, takes on the One Two Three kid, aka Sean Waltman.
0: In 94, Bret didn't win the title until March.
1: Oh, so it is 1st of July then.
0: Yeah, because uh, January Rumble was when he drew with Luger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. That is, well, hell of a I haven't seen that in so long, but it is fantastic. Brett in 94 was so good, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. Um, I saw, um, uh, I think it was a, a, a shoot interview with, with X-Pac, um, and he said that this match, Brett was the most giving person, mm-hmm. ever. he said. And after the match, he he personally thanked Brett for, for making him look as good as he did. He, he doesn't think he's had a better match in his career than, than this one. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. It, oh, I'd so happily watch that next week. I'd love to get into that—that that sort of new generation era. I don't think we've seen en- enough of
1: either. And it's their only—it's their only singles match between the two ever. They didn't run this match on house shows or anything like that. So this—I mean, I, I watched this match recently, and I'm happily going to watch it again if it wins it's so damn good to say this was a one and done no kind of like practicing on house show loops it's amazing absolutely amazing yeah
0: it is absolutely i'll, I'll be honest i'm gonna vote for you um <laughs> 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 uh, you say that there's many many options because we've got six wrestlers in the matches alone that we've looked at and then of course you've gone down the card and find other options from that as well i kind of screwed my own head up looking at all the different options we could go through. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, we've got Shawn Michaels here. I want to watch a Sean match. Shawn's one of my favourites of all time. Oh, but then we answered a lot of a lot of Orton and uh, you know, maybe I can find a John Cena match that's actually really, really good and we can talk about that and, and I thought, like, well, we don't see a lot of TNA. There was so, I basically just got lost in my own head. So I then decided, you know what, I'm just going to look at what, the arena. Uh, and, <laughs> and I found a Barry Windham match. <laughs> we got Barry Windham versus, no, um, <laughs> So I then looked at the, the, the TNA with regards to a venue. You can't look at TNA arena or the venue to try and pick a match from because it's the same it's place. it's TNA. The yeah, yeah, it's the impact so,
1: zone. <laughs> exactly.
0: So the uh, Backlash 2007 was held in the Phillips Arena. So I had a little look at what was in the Phillips Arena. And first of all, the Hall of Fame ceremony in, I think it was 2011, was held there. And I thought, oh, brilliant. I could look at the Hall of Fame class that year and and maybe link with that well, that's that's a i love doing links that are sort of a little bit sort of skewiff like that mm-hmm. and sean michaels was went in that year and i've already excluded sean from going <laughs> and so i was like oh fuck, this is proving to be a bit tricky so i looked down the list of what other shows have been there and there ain't a lot Magsy. there's like a random 2000 episode of nitro uh the day one pay-per-view last year was in that okay. arena Okay. um a couple of survivor series but not much happened the absolute standout for me just because of the match type as opposed to remembering if it's any good or not was that the Philips arena where Backlash 2007 was held was also where the 2010 edition of the war rumble was held just
1: another day in the world where you-
0: So I'm just going to put forward the 2010 Royal Rumble. But I don't think it's going to win because X-Pac versus Bret Hart
1: is fucking incredible. Yeah, but that that matters nothing to the CWF. A lot of the time, they want to, to hers. Okay. So good but, matches go bad. Royal Rumble time. can't be bad.
0: 93 was shit, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> most, Royal Rumbles, most Royal Rumbles are very, very good. Yeah. Or at least... Entertaining, especially if you want to listen to us saying punchy, kicker uh, stompy, stomper a lot, because that's what happens in the majority of Royal Rumbles until you get to like mm. the end. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the 2010 Royal Rumble, I don't remember watching it recently. Um, so I've the, not seen
0: it probably since it aired, so it doesn't stand out in my head as being,
1: yeah, I, 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 I go, I a go on, gem. yeah, I go on Royal Rumble kind of, um, binges. Uh, pretty regularly so i've I've probably seen it since then but i don't i don't think anything really stands out about it so yeah it'd be interesting to go back and see that if it wins
0: if it wins okay those are your options on the poll this week then the poll will be up later in the week on our twitter account at chain underscore wrestling make sure you vote and retweet and also you know chuck a tweet on there and give us your reasons as to why you're voting which way you vote it's always interesting when people do that your options are Sean Moltman, the One Two Three kid versus Brett the Hitman Hart for the WWF Championship on the 1st of July 1994 edition of Monday Night Raw, or the 2010 Royal Rumble match. Again, Paul will be up later in the week. Maxie, do you want to have a quick scan through our chat before we depart, my friend?
1: Yep. Um, five Nerds Ghost uh, says that Abyss is one of the top five big men in the last 20 years of wrestling. Yeah, I can't... I mean, he's no uh great car lee is there but he's certainly uh super my super job. talented i know that's grim um king's pig's bladder just shouts violence and five <laughs> shouts my world in yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like i said i watched this i watched a lot of the promo and there's uh, a lot of uh, the per view, and there's so many jeff jarrett promos where he's talking about this being his world and it's like we get it we get it. this was your gimmick this it, yeah. it was very reminiscent of when he used to call everyone slap nuts mm-hmm. um just he latched onto a gimmick and he said it every other word it was ridiculous scottish daddy says facials on point um i'm assuming it means our facials or maybe it means the facials of Sean Michaels. Oh, one thing I did notice about Sean Michaels he's not as wonky-eyed in this match as he, he is now. His eyes are no, almost. The but there is a uh, there is a a point where the at the beginning of the match they're um they're all doing the face-off and Edge says to Sean Michaels, "Look at me in the eyes," and ah, <laughs> I, I, like the child that I am, giggled because <laughs> obviously he can look at two people's eyes at the same time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny also says he remembers X Pac saying in interview that Vince wanted to bring him back as the man in in oh because he was the kid. The kid yeah. that that would have been clever. Oh, that's um, quite, Yeah. Um, Scotty, Danny also says um, also having Macho and Jay on the commentary makes it better. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, and he then he says uh, the 2010 rumble has a great theme song. I've just actually looked it up. Uh, and it also is—it's the one with um, the poster where John Cena stood with his arm crossed, and then everybody's like uh, behind him uh, okay. in the in in kind of like uh, the V. And there's a a young Cody Rhodes right at the back, literally Brilliant. on the back of one of the rows, just behind peeking his head behind Mark Henry. Which yeah, it's um, a little call forward to 13 years on, uh, but yeah. yeah um, Either one of those will be um, interested to watch. He's only 49 minutes long as well, the the uh, 2010 right, round. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. It's short,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Ah, okay.
0: Well, there we go then. Thank you so, so much to everybody who uh, tweeted the show, got involved in our non-wrestling topic, got involved in the chat live tonight, uh, listens back on the audio version later in the week. You are hugely, hugely appreciated. Magsy? whereabouts can people find you online to get pretty much blanked and ignored apart from the one day a week where you jump on?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Again, I want to, uh, I want to piggyback off what Saad just said. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, and when, it it shows that when we have a, a week off due to illness or whatever, that you guys don't just go away and, and find something else. You you stick with us, and we, we will always massively, massively appreciate that. Uh, but if you do want to be ignored on social media, it's down here <laughs> at Podfather Mags. Or if you're uh, a bit more down with the kids and you want to be ignored on TikTok, you can follow me on there at, mags at all pods, uh. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Or you can listen to the Morty and Fritch uh, podcast in the next couple of weeks to listen to me and Sarah. absolutely demolish everyone in the in the pub quiz. Um, so look forward to that.
0: Mate, you've got me as your partner, unless there's any Barry Windham-specific questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what wrestler wore camouflage and had a moustache? <laughs> this is oh, my man. time to shine. <laughs>
0: anything i am involved in you can follow or find via the network that carries this show that's at sjp world media on facebook and twitter and all your podcast players and platforms uh, make sure you're chucking us a follow a subscribe you know tick your notifications off and all that sort of stuff so you know when shows are going live or shows are dropping podcast versions as well uh, and there's again so much going on i can't even list it we've got new shows coming literally this week stuff looking at tv stuff looking at wrestling fantastic hosts all over the place make sure you go and check that out at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter but most importantly you can follow this show itself on Facebook Instagram Twitter and that TikTok me at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling magazine. I'm off now to go and watch more TNA for nothing on YouTube before the bastards you know, start trying to charge me in about three weeks time I'll speak to you next week my friend
1: my world What is love